All right, we will start. Today's Bible reads Psalm 47 and also Romans 1, 1 to 7. So uh, Psalm 47. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. For the Lord Most High is awesome, the great King over all the earth. He subdued nations under us, peoples under our feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved. God has ascended amid shouts of joy, the Lord amid the soundings of trumpets. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing to him a psalm of praise. God reigns over the nations. God is on his holy throne. The nobles of the nations assemble as the people of the God of Abraham, for the kings of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. And also from Romans 1, 1 to 7. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who, as to his earthly life, was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. And you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God, and called to be his holy people. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Anique. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Graham Smith, if I haven't met you, a member of this congregation, but also part of the staff team at Narrabourn Camaray Anglican Church, and it's great to be here with you this morning. How about we uh, pray as we begin to look at God's word together? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, that you have spoken and spoken clearly in your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us to be good listeners this morning, to be good reflectors, but also to please challenge us to respond in faith and obedience. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, like many people around the world, I was one of the people who watched and enjoyed watching, uh, if that's how you can say it, the Queen's funeral and one aspect that stood out for me was the songs uh, as you know or those people who might have seen the songs some of those songs were specially composed for that occasion now the service ended uh, with some silence and then people singing god save the king today's psalm could have been included in such an auspicious occasion. Now, just as the uh, current British monarchy has a designated master of the king's music, someone who makes uh, and creates songs for special occasions like births, uh, marriages, coronations, jubilees and, and funerals, uh, back in the Old Testament, uh, amongst the people of God, there were the sons of Korah who made and created and wrote psalms to be sung in the temple 
uh, worship. And the psalm we're looking at today, today, Psalm 47, is one of those psalms. Now, unlike King Charles, who is uh, someone who needs saving, we sing God Save the, the uh, King, the king of Psalm 47 is the saviour. So there's a difference between uh, the king of Psalm 47 and King Charles, for example. <clears throat> Unlike King Charles, who is a symbolic, uh, his power is symbolic and limited to the British Commonwealth, the king of Psalm 47 is the king of all the earth. Now, certainly there was great emotion behind the singing of God Save the King in Westminster Abbey. But that's nothing compared to the joy of Psalm 47. And we've tasted that joy as we have sung this morning. It's a psalm of great joy. The message of the psalm can be summarised as God is King, declare his praise in all the earth. God is King, tell the world. Very simple, straightforward message today. Point number one, God is king. Reading from verse two. For the Lord most high is awesome, the great king over all the earth. He subdued nations under us, people under his feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved. God has ascended amid shouts of joy, the Lord amid the sounding of trumpets. And then down to verse seven. God is king of all the earth. Verse 8, God reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. God is king. He rules. Now compared to the biblical picture of kingship, our perception is more the fairy tale perception of kingship. Now there are some monikers still around the world, but They are good for tourism, journalism, but they don't go much further than that. And they don't truly reflect the true power and authority that a king represents. Now, this is different from biblical history, however, where kings did have power. They fought real battles. They conquered real territories. Uh, The greatest king of Israel was King David, and in establish his, his kingdom, he subdued the Philistines, he conquered Jerusalem. And the many kings who followed, including King Solomon, they provide us with a pattern of God's way of relating to the world. God's people in God's place under God's rule. They provide a picture of how true kingship should work. Those in authority serving under God according to his word and then God's people submitting in humble obedience. But the true king of Israel was not a human king but the covenant God of Israel, Yahweh, the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, the God who out of love chose Abraham and called called a people to himself. The God who promised an inheritance of land, people and blessing. The God who fought against the Egyptians and rescued people out of slavery. It's this Redeemer King who is the Lord Most High. He is the one 
to whom all praise is given. He is the one seated on the throne in heaven. So Psalm 47 declares that Israel's king, Yahweh, is God. Yahweh, Israel's God, is king. So that's point number one, God is king. Point number two, declare his praise. The psalmist goes on and calls us to praise him. Uh, Verse one, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with cries of joy. Verse six, sing praises, sing praises, sing praises to our king, sing praises. Verse seven, sing to him a psalm of praise. And the psalms are big on praise. This includes singing and accompanying expressions of joy, such as clapping hands, but it also includes speaking, declaring who God is and what he has done. And we've had an expression of that this morning as uh, Tala has led us through that uh, song, To God Be the Glory, speaking, declaring of who God is, but also what he has done. Now, the focus on Psalm 47 is who God is. God is king. And this king is awesome. He's holy, the most high above all others. So he's separate, he's distinct. But this king is also someone who loves. It was out of love that God chose Abraham. It was out of love that God gave promises of people, land and blessing. And this loving king is a king who is a God who rules, a king who rules. The king rules and his rule is above all other rulers. And so verse 9, the nobles of the nations assemble, the kings of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. So no matter what your earthly earthly status is, the reality is that you and I are just a lowly subject in the kingdom of God. Now, at the funeral, there were kings, there were princes, there were prime ministers, there were presidents. But they are all under a greater authority, God the King. So the psalm calls us to praise God the King. But this declaration of praise is to all the earth. And this is the punch of this psalm, for it calls for people from all the earth to declare the praises of God. This king is to be advertised in all the earth. It calls for nations, for peoples of the world to praise God the king. Praise for this king is not just limited to Israel. God's kingdom is for all peoples, for all nations, for you and for me. The psalm begins, clap your hands, all you nations. The nobles of the nations assemble as the people of God of Abraham. So if the Lord Most High is truly king over all the earth, and this is what the psalm is saying, then all the earth should honour him as king and they should sing praises to him as king. God is not just the king of Israel. He's the king of all the earth. He's the king of all people. He's the king of all nations. He is the king of you and me. 
so his praise is to be declared in all the earth. Now we've had some great singing this morning and it's great to be part of a church that can sing, but this psalm is not promoting just singing at church on Sundays. It's actually a call for evangelism. It's a call for the news of Jesus, the news of Jesus as Lord, to be declared in all the earth. But ultimately, this is a psalm about Jesus Christ. The word Christ simply means king. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is God's perfect king. And so in his earthly life, Jesus demonstrated his power over sickness, over nature, evil spirits, and even death itself. And in his death and resurrection, Jesus demonstrated his power over sin. The summary of the gospel in the beginning of Romans, which we also had read this morning, brings together some of these ideas. And just uh, going through those verses again, the gospel promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. It's a declaration that Jesus is the King, the promised King. Jesus is King through his death and resurrection. Now the Apostle Paul met the risen Lord Jesus his life was turned upside down. He came to understand the significance of the Old Testament scriptures that he had been brought up on. He came to understand that Psalm 47, that the message that God is king, that Jesus Christ is Lord, is to be proclaimed to the nations. So Paul goes on in Romans, through him, that is through Jesus, we received grace and apostleship to call the Gentiles to obedience, to call the people of the nations to obedience to Jesus. Both Jew and Gentiles belong to Christ. Paul's mission is God's mission, and God's mission is our mission, a mission that declares the praise of King Jesus in all the world. Now, it was exposure to this type of understanding of the Psalms that led me, uh, many years ago now, to give up a career in medicine to be involved in proclaiming this message of Jesus uh, to the nations of the world. For the people of the world, and particularly in our case, the people of Japan, to come under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, knowing that Jesus is the king was a compelling reason to commit to participation in gospel mission. Now, I shared in the bulletin letter this week, and if you haven't got it, there's one at the um, foyer, the joy I experience every week here, Sunday afternoons, gathering with the people from the nations. And I get real joy of singing praises to God, some of the hymns that we've sang in Japanese with Japanese brothers and sisters in Christ. And I get encouraged of hearing stories of how people's lives have been changed through meeting Jesus the King. 
Now here at NCAC, we have great potential to welcome people from the nations into our fellowship. And I don't know if you know about it, but it's a wonderful thing that on Mondays now, we have a, a median Bible study meeting over at Nuremberg with uh, Tyler and Paul's involvement. We have people from Ukraine joining our uh, morning and evening congregations over at Narabat. We have great potential in our NCAC network of congregations to reach the nations and to let them know about Jesus. Now, people assume that because I'm a missionary that I'm passionate about mission. But it's not that. It's because I know that Jesus is Lord, that he is king and that he is king of all the earth and that is what motivates me and I hope it motivates you uh, as well. Now Psalm 47 I think has a double challenge for us. The first challenge is to join the celebration. Clap your hands, all you nations. It's an invitation for us to be in on the celebration. Through Jesus, the gate is open for outsiders, for those who have got no previous connection with church, no previous awareness of God, to gather and enjoy the privileges of being part of God's kingdom. So it's a challenge and an invitation for us to join the celebration. And so let me ask you this morning, are you part of the kingdom? We've got uh, plans to go away next year, and so I checked my passport to see that it's up to date so that I'll be ready to go travelling next year. Maybe it's time for us to check our passport into the kingdom of heaven. Is it up to date? Have we put our trust in Jesus as king? Well, that's the first challenge, to join in the celebration. But there's a second challenge, and that is to be active in declaring God's praises to the world. Clap your hands, all you nations. For some, this will mean going to the nations, to those places and contexts where there's very little or no acknowledgement of God as king. But for all of us, it's going to mean praying for, supporting financially, the work of the gospel in other parts of the world, both locally and globally. And for all of us, it'll mean concern for our own networks, for our own neighbourhoods, uh, to bring that message that Jesus is Lord to those who've not yet submitted to Jesus as Lord. Now, this is not a burden, it's a joy. Now, in Jesus, we clearly see what sort of king God's king is. He is the king who loves us. And we know that he loves us because of his sending his son to die on the cross for us. We belong to him. And so it's out of joy that we sing that God is king. It's out of joy that we declare his praise to the nations. So let's pray. Gracious God and King, we praise you as the true ruler of all the earth and we rejoice that we can be part of your kingdom. Please help us to be active, declaring your praise in the networks and neighbourhoods you have placed us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
and we're going to pray now, but after that we've got another great song, so let's sing when we